We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the PGP, the Permission Granted Podcast, everybody. The show about the show, the show within the show. This is the podcast about the regular radio show, so you can listen to this podcast every single week by searching Permission Granted. It has its own podcast feed on all of your favorite podcast platforms, but it also appears on the normal DA show podcast feed. So if you want to hear the show on a weekly basis or a daily basis, subscribe to the DA show feed and you'll get the PGP squished in there with it. That's available all places podcasts are downloaded. That includes radio.com, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher and Spotify. So when you get there, you can also rate and review us. That helps other people find the podcast. So we're in the middle now of this football picks race between Mraz and Super Dave. And Mraz is now out to a 5-1 and one start. And Super Dave is 1-4. One, one of his games actually got canceled last week because of too many positive tests in, uh, in the game matchup. Now he's picking college. Mraz is picking the NFL. Mraz, last year you lost this picks challenge to Super Dave and had to end up taking the SAT. We have not decided on what the bet actually is. So wouldn't you want to get this bet solidified before Super Dave falls too far out of it? Yeah, the, the problem again is Super Dave last year was very difficult on finding an agreement. Finally, we got to the SATs and using the drops on the air, and I, I think we need to try to go down that road. The problem, as you know, with Super Dave, the guy's basically looking to just go straight up cash. He doesn't understand that part of the deal on the show is nobody cares if me or him lose straight up cash to each other. <laughs> so... Yes, we will. Uh, we will definitely agree upon it. This is going to be a uh, an unfortunate bet year for me already. It seems to be as the Patriot bet seems to unravel after two weeks here. So I really need something good to cash in on if I'm up to padding this lead because I'm going to need to even out whatever could potentially happen to me if Cam Newton stays healthy on an MVP quest. Yeah, because you don't want to have like a twenty game lead on Friedman because then. He's going to be less likely to say yes to what you ask. You want to make sure you get him squared away now when he's still got time to make up the game deficit. I couldn't agree more. I uh, just needs to go to the, the obviously the old drawing table 
And we also need to figure out, and I've been discussing with him, there's going to be odd weeks here because we have to make sure we get to an even playing field by the end of the regular season where maybe there's going to be week three is to pick four games just to get us there. There's a lot of we're working on the fly. Remember, it wasn't until a day before the first football Friday that we settled on Dave Freeman coming back. So there is some, you know, some stuff. There's still, you know, kind of like the Big Ten. We're moving the goalposts here a little bit, going back to the drawing board. We're going to figure this out. And we're going to have something done here soon. Well, let me ask you, have you thought of anything? Have you pitched him any ideas? Have you brainstormed anything? I have not yet. I have not yet. If that's what you're looking for. Well, do you have anything that's been kicking around? Well, no. No, I don't. I had, <laughs> I, I had thought of the Winthrop idea. Here's the thing. I wanted to hear Dave use drops in the Winthrop thing, but that was an old bet. Also, I didn't know based on the college basketball season whether that would even make sense this year with a pandemic. So the problem here also is unlike – what you and I could do with dodgeballs and an outfit. Dave Freeman doesn't live near us. So there's another hurdle uh, where it's not like something we could do in person. It's going to have to be, you know, basically something that's teleconferenced in for all of us to, uh, to endure and enjoy. So from that standpoint, I know what the parameters have to be. I know the obstacles in which we are working with, but I don't have the actual pinpoint idea, if that makes sense. I don't think you've really given it much thought though, because well, let's, let's face it. I mean, you, he can do anything. You just can't be there to see it. But me and you, it's distinctly possible that, you know, we could settle our Patriots bit and not be around each other either. Okay, you're right. You're right. Now, I, I will say a lot of my Dave Friedman notes, I have a little notebook of stuff to go over this week, did involve figuring out what weeks he had to pick what and really hammering out the rest of the Super Day versus Up the Guts. That is on the by Friday should have something figured out list that I have okay. written down of what I have to do for work this week. Because that does become a little sticky because there's going to be – I don't think there's going to be a bowl season. I think we're going to get just the regular season, right. some championship games, and then maybe the college football playoff. But we're not getting this kind of boatload of bowls – no. So for you to have 17 weeks of NFL picks and for him to probably have 12 weeks of college and he's already missed two of them because we started when the NFL season started, it's going to be tough to catch up for him. Well, it, see, that's the other thing I was working on this week. The schedule does, DA, benefit this more than other years because, especially as we await a Mountain West start update, if the Big Ten and basically Mountain West aren't starting until October 24th and Halloween and then looking to get through their whole schedule, those ending dates seem to be centering around week 16 of the NFL, around that December 19th date. So because of conferences that will end way sooner and conferences starting way later – it does appear like, with the exception of Week 17, we will have more than enough college football every week of the NFL season except for the final week of the NFL season. Okay, so it might not be that hard to catch up then. No, that's honestly what I was looking at was the Big Ten schedule. That was something I had uh, figured out just to make sure we could get a certain number of weeks there because if we didn't, I wanted to figure out what weeks we would need to get a fourth game. And if it does line up that way, and I hate to get too technical here, where we just get to week 17 and now the college football season has stopped because the SEC title game is December 19th as well. So that would be week 16, I believe, of the NFL if if my scheduling does add up. Two playoff games in the national championship, if you pick those three, could equal what is week 17. So I think we are going to get a lot more similar a schedule this year than we would have any other year, mainly because of other conferences now joining in and starting late. All right. Well, we've got to figure out something here 
before your bet, and I would say, you know what? You might be okay waiting until he goes like three and one, or three and zero, oh, or two and one, or whatever. You want to wait for him to have a winning week so that he starts feeling good and then True. agrees to do something. And and I am confident in my picks, no doubt about it. But I think one thing that maybe you're a little panicked by is obviously the five and one to one and four start. This was very similar to what happened last year. I had gotten like a seven-game lead at one point, and Super Dave went on a tear and ended up with me taking the SATs because I completely collapsed. <laughs> so the the pedigree, at least for us, me versus him, is there that I think no lead is safe even through two weeks. All right. Well, I hope you're right. I hope – I think you're right. I think things can change dramatically, but this college football season is going to be so bizarre and so bonkers. There's going to be a lot more unpredictability, so it might be really hard to yeah. – to pick college football games this year. And if you already have, what, a five-game lead early, it could be some tough sledding for Super Dave. It could be. But trust me when I tell you this, in the realm of Mraz doesn't do any work, I have been looking into schedules to get this right. I wanted to make sure we got the pick numbers right and then was going to work on the bet. So it all, I have a little notepad here. There are things I have been ripping through throughout these first two days of the week to try to get everything stapled away here before week three. All right, that's good. Now, Part of the up the gut column and picks is also your football food of the week. And this year you are accepting submissions. Are you the first two weeks you've done somebody else's recipes? Will you do any of your own recipes this week? I I believe I unless somebody wants to chime in, I'm already going to start this week with my own recipes because quite frankly we i think we got two submissions and that might be it (laughs) so i i I did get some others and i searched it when i had but honestly nothing that really stood out i I don't want to just give you something that somebody else gives me and go okay well here's this because because i find that to be lazy and it's no disrespect to any of these other people who submitted there were a couple other ones but they're either ones i've already done like one i got was for like buffalo chicken dip like I mean, we've all been there with the buffalo chicken dip. Just because you submit buffalo chicken dip and how you make it differently doesn't mean that that's what I'm going to use. So my plan is this week to come up with a food of my own. It won't be all listener submissions. And and maybe there – I mean, as it stands right now, I'm sure it will get revitalized, but there may not be another listener submission the rest of the year if it keeps at this pace. I think there will be. I think maybe we just have to talk it up a little bit more. What we've noticed, obviously, is the more that we talk about something, the more that it gains people's attention. Sure. Gets in their mind, reminds them to do so. So I think that there's more potential. Have you reached out to maybe your friends or family for some ideas? I haven't, and I also kind of feel weird about that because they're usually the ones reaching out to me for ideas. Oh. So... I mean, not that not that I don't have friends and family that can be great cooks and come up with great snacks. I'm sure there are. But I've also hung out with so many of these people that, I mean, do they have a, a trick that has not yet pulled out? Because, frankly, I'm not going to lie, over seven years, you think that any of those ones I presented weren't ones that somebody else I knew presented and I've taken as my own? Of course there have been. So I don't know what what they could bring to the table that I haven't already brought the listeners to the table. And now – it's going to be inevitable. Will there be ones that I bring back from maybe the early years of one, two, or three that I haven't used the last couple of years? Sure, there will be. And I may have forgot that I've already used them. But there's a lot that goes into this Football Food of the Week. And I, I mind you, again, that that Instagram account is great, but it also provides a great deal of pressure 
because when the ingredients are bought, if it doesn't come out, you got a bunch of listeners trashing it. You know, I'm not, I'm being held accountable now. There's a lot more accountability. So <laughs> getting me off the ground with somebody else's foods for the first two weeks, making sure the Instagram account liked them was a good safety net for me. It was kind of like spring training. Well, what's also interesting is that last year, for the first time ever, you started to take some heat on the football food of the week. Oh, I, oh boy, did I. I, I used to revel in, in just poking holes in your picks and bring it up when you would have losing weeks and when Kenny Brock would be thumping you and all of that. I had such fun, but I would always introduce it as the always undefeated football food of the week because I really did think you had amazing stuff. And then last week, or last year rather, you started to take some heat. People started to call you out like, hey, what's going on here? And that's when the classic, <laughs> all you're doing is dips. <laughs> <laughs> The big criticism. So can you look back and admit now that after six years of doing it, year seven, it was kind of like a sitcom. You had run out of storylines and that you had to start well, leading on just making dips? No, I, I don't think I'd say that I ran out of storylines, but last year specifically, I was in a real dip kick. I mean, the year 2019 was the year of the dip for me. Uh, I love chips and dip. That became a, a, a go-to, and I think a dip is always on the table for a football food of the week. And I just don't think I expected the backlash I got for dips, right? Because I was in such a dip groove, and who doesn't love a good dip, that I thought America and the DA show listeners would be behind me in that this is a great dip. Yes, we can mix anything. I didn't know that everybody would be so offended and take you know tips uh, as as you know, a problem. I mean, when you put bacon and French onion dip here, I am thinking I'm revolutionizing the world. And I basically had tomatoes thrown at me. It, it was a rough, rough period for me. And I, I'm scared. I'm very scared because I've had other dip submissions to throw a dip out there because I don't know what's going to happen. I really don't. So you're, you're, you're going, you're feeling a little like you've got happy feet now in the pocket. You, you're a little skittish. I'm put it this way. There's a chance I regress worse than Carson Wentz. This season. <laughs> That's on the table. Certainly on the table that Carson Wentz and me could have the same kind of football season. Cause you're overthinking. Looks like it should be a playoff team. I overthink it. You start worrying about if you're bringing somebody else. Next thing you know, we're going to have Pete making football foods of the week next year. There could be a problem. <laughs> So you're, right now you're skittish, you're overthinking things. I'm way overthinking things. I don't want any interceptions. I don't. And I know that the, the guy behind the up-the-gut Instagram account has now come out and said he's not doing any more grades. I think he felt bad for a lot of the harsh criticism I got. Really? I, be, I, I think so. And oh, I said, didn't know this was a thing. Moose is no longer doing grades? No, he's not. So there. <laughs> Last year, as we go really behind the scenes, I can't believe we've even, I wasn't even prepared to talk about this on the PGP, but last year, <laughs> when he gave me a couple bad grades, I had melted down about them on the air. The pressure had gotten <laughs> yeah. to me, and it really had, because I was upset, you know, when things were getting C, and I, I feel like I'm putting my work into it, and I love them, and people don't like them, they're getting a C and a D. And you and, were really upset because this Instagram account kind of was your brand, even though you weren't right. controlling it, and you right. felt like it was like... Um, you know, criticism from the inside. Exactly. So it's supposed to be representing my hard work, 
but somebody else is running it and, and calling me out on it. It became a really weird situation. And in the end, I realized that I, I felt I was wrong and I needed to be held accountable and I didn't <laughs> mind the grades. But I think Moose felt really bad about it. Maybe I made him uncomfortable that that wasn't what the account was supposed to be. He wanted to have fun with it. And he felt like maybe the grades, he just didn't want me coming after him. And I, it shouldn't have been that way. So now this year, he has started right off the bat by saying no grades. We're not getting into that this year. So he too is skittish in the pocket. So I don't know that we're getting the best, you know, accountability held or the best, uh, you know, football food of the week post because there is no, you know, how Moose feels. And Moose is also using the excuse what he likes may not be what other people like. So who's he to grade it? There is a lot of problems that <laughs> and controversy that came from up the cut and football foods of the week and Instagram. So I didn't know this was all swirling behind the scenes. Moose graded you then felt bad grading you you had yes. lashed out at him for grading you down poorly yes and then by the end you realize you were in the wrong but he's too shell-shocked to go back to grading that's that is the easiest less confusing way to sum it up yes there will be no grades because moose feels bad and i feel bad and in the end we probably ruined what was a good special part of the instagram account yeah, because the grades was fun because I thought Moose was fair. I thought he was fair. He was a little hard on you early. He really eased up on you late, maybe because he valued the hard work you were putting in, maybe because he didn't want to be scorched on the air by you. But he was fair, and that meant that the grade had some legitimacy to it. I mean, I wouldn't say he was fair. <laughs> I mean, there were some real hits. It's you know, do I put out a football for the week that I'm expecting people to not like to the point it's a C? I know C got me a degree in college. No. So I wouldn't necessarily say the grades were hair fair. I would say the grades were pretty harsh, and I didn't like the harsh grading, and then he didn't like that I didn't like the harsh grading, and then it created a problem. It created friction between us. And that shouldn't be because in the end, you forget about who it's about. It's about the little people, right? It's about the people who maybe want to see what Moose makes before they make the food of the week and waste their time. And really, we did those people a disservice, and that wasn't right either. And I think all the listeners and viewers of that Instagram page and that's suffering because of it. So you made somebody else's food the last two weeks. The first one was Adriana's Crescent Roll Pizza Bites. Right. And did you like those? I love them. Now, before we get to two, I have not made the egg rolls I made in week two yet. Oh, you didn't. So you actually didn't make your own football food. I did. But there's a reason for that. I was on the road going to Hershey Park all weekend. I got home Sunday. I'm kidding. I walked into Bob's Bar off a car at 12.58 p.m. I didn't. I was out of the loop. I was not cooking. I apologize to all my loyal viewers and listeners. I just, I, it couldn't be done this week. I ran out of time. It was my <laughs> wife's birthday. Okay. I, I was expecting some friendly fire from you over the weekend oh. when I posted an Instagram, me drinking a pumpkin beer. I'm not going to crush you for it. But we talked about this week one because Kenny Brock had posted a pumpkin beer. And then you and I on this podcast, we were talking about when is it appropriate? And I said, you're yes. not going to get me drinking a pumpkin beer before October 1st yep. and probably more like mid-October when the leaves start to change. And I found myself watching football on Sunday with a shipyard pumpkin. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to hide. I'm going to self-report this. And so I did. And the, the reason that it came together was over the weekend on Friday night and Saturday, I went upstate another three hours 
to a buddy of mine's lake house. He said, come on over. We bought a lake house. I want the, the guys to be here. So it was just a couple of dudes on the, on the water. You might have seen pictures of me fishing over there. And then we of had course. a fire pit. More fish. And let me tell you, it's freezing upstate. Yep. It yep. is freezing. I live about an hour and change outside of New York City. And it's colder, but you're usually like here three to five degrees colder. That's usually, you know, where we are compared to the city. We went upstate last Friday night. And at night, we had a fire pit going. It hit 30. It hit 30 degrees. I'm like, what the hell, man? It it was Labor Day two weeks ago, and I was at the pool. So I said, well, if it's this cold, like we were in jackets all day, even in the sun up there. You know, wind's coming in off the lake. I'm like, now it's pumpkin beer season. I mean, it it feels like it's deep fall. So I cracked one, and I was like, yeah, you know what? It's pretty good. Well, and this is why I'm not going to crush you for it, because we were in agreement on something. You don't do it before October 1st, September the 21st, September. Mm -hmm. That is... To me, always the best month of the year because I feel like you get that extra month of summer and you get a little football going. It's still warm out. Personally, I have found since the turn of Labor Day this to be the coldest September. Mm. Not that it's frigid down here, but, I mean, we haven't seen, at least where I am, uh, close to the ocean down here, over 70 in about a week and a half. And when I was in Hershey this weekend, much like your upstate feel, I woke up one morning. There was like a little pool complex. I had to walk across my hotel. I think it was Saturday, Sunday morning. I had to grab a sweatshirt and sweatpants just to make it across the parking lot. The wind is whipping. It was freezing. And I don't remember it ever feeling like that. You know, September 18th, 19th, it's it's usually still in the 70s. So the reason I'm not going to crush you is pumpkin season has accelerated itself a little bit. I wasn't ready for it. I really am still frustrated by it because my pool's open, but the water is too cold. I'm usually still in at this time. And I I think we're in the clear. I think you have to have a a sliding scale and understand that it's usually not before October 1st. But if weather changes and weather dictates it, I think you get a pass. And weather has dictated it is now okay to open up pumpkin beers. And it cringes me to say that, but I have to be honest about it. Yeah, it was jarring for me because Friday night, was in the 30s and we were seeing each other's breath i'm like oh my god it's cold the next day walking around town we went to go get some breakfast and sure enough like i'm in a hoodie and it's even in the sun it's cold i wake up sunday morning there's frost on my windshield incredible i'm like it's not even september 20th yet and there's frost so I, I thought, yeah, I had the green light from the pumpkin beer at that standpoint. If it gets back up to 75 and it's nice, I'm not going to be in the mood for the, sh- the the shipyard pumpkin. But, geez, if it's 40 degrees at night. Right. Well, yeah, and we and it looks like the rest of the week, at least where I am, we should be back to 75, so it's going to change things. But, I mean, yeah, I, I have now been in a situation where I'm back to, you know, finding if my jeans fit, sweatpants. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm making a run. Mm-hmm. I can't believe I'm in that that mood bob's bar had to crank up the heaters on sunday mm. uh, so much so that my sister said we might be closing bob's bar early and heading down to you know my house where i have uh, you know the sunday ticket in the basement and go we might have to pack it in and be inside for the season soon and we that's usually something you wait till the end of october for so I- incredible turn here and i wonder if that means we're due for really a lot of snow and a lot of miserableness coming up this winter yeah i don't know it's a good question because on sunday i was outside of the deck watching football 
had the outdoor TV going, had my beer going, had a, uh, a pork butt roasted on the, on the grill. And I'm like, it's really nice in the sun. It's one o'clock kickoffs, two o'clock. I'm like feeling really good. And then the shadow started to come over at around four, got a little chillier, threw on the hoodie. And then by five o'clock, if I wasn't in the sun, I was freezing. I was like chasing the sun all around my backyard and sitting in the sun. It was just too damn cold in in the shade. So Can't have it. I'm a little worried. It's not October 1st yet. This stuff usually happens a month from now. So right. I'm a little worried, you know, 2020 could really nip us. Halloween snow? Could we be looking at Halloween snow, DA? <sighs> Don't say it. Don't. Halloween's always the real wild card. If it's really cold on Halloween... You're in for a devastating it's winter. The new, it's the new Groundhog's Day. It really six is. Six weeks of winter. It's the inverse of Groundhog's Day. You know you're in for a devastating <laughs> winter. If it's still decently warm and you can kind of be out and just, you know, you have a hoodie on and, and you're okay and you don't need a winter hat. But, boy, when you oh. do winter hat gloves and a scarf on Halloween night, it could be a really long winter. I do also have to add, DA, before we wrap up, you were in my head all weekend. All weekend. Sweet. I kept picturing every little thing we did on this little quick getaway that my wife wanted to do for her birthday. We had a great time. You criticizing these types of people that take these types <laughs> of trips. I pictured us in an Uber heading to our Miami talking about talking about the cruise ships and how you would never and how that's so my scene. I'm in Hershey Park, walking through the chocolate factory, riding these rides, walking through an amusement park. You know, so many people and just the annoyance and everything that went with it. And I said, this is the vacation that DA absolutely hates and absolutely cringes and absolutely bashes me for taking. And here I am basically online for Chocolate Mountain and thinking of you in the back of my head going, how could you do that kind of trip? How could you do it? Well... Danielle wanted to do it, and I'm a huge Danielle fan, so <clears throat> I support it. Plus, you know, you have a baby. You have Taylor. Right. So Taylor going to hang out. That's totally understandable. I, I think I would be a little bit more anti if it was just you as the adults. And you know, <laughs> right. Well, but uh, what are they doing about social distancing at, at amusement parks? So I was real curious about this. And obviously, the, the backstory here for any listeners, my wife turned 30, and you're not going to throw a humongous 30th birthday party, obviously, right now with everything going on with the pandemic. And she... Is it crazy about the that's more my thing the parties anyway? So she had wanted to go away for years. She wanted to go to Chicago in September time, and of course, as fate would have it, the Giants happened to have been in Chicago on uh. her birthday weekend. That made it even worse because we could have gone to a Giant game. So we had to find something like you've been you know driving to lakes in New York. We wanted to find something where it wasn't a quarantine state or whatever. And she said, "Why don't we just do Hershey Park? There's a place to Hershey Lodge we love." And we looked into everything, and honestly, the the hotel was half capacity. Restaurants are at 25% capacity. And as far as the park went, the park was 50% capacity where it was cones in every other spot. I don't know how you really do that, but everybody had to wear masks at all times. You couldn't take them off at all unless you were sitting down to eat or drink. So even if you wanted to walk around and drink or eat, like I had this humongous ice cream thing I had to sit down to eat that my mask off. So you never felt overwhelmed with people. It was pretty incredible, and it dawned on me, you know, as I was walking through Hershey Park, I go, you know, this feels pretty safe. It makes me feel like when you see the scenes in, like, Dallas or Kansas City where they have fans kind of spaced out that stadiums can absolutely do this 
if masks are on and you just you space it out. I don't know how these big companies have done it, and I guess they've figured it out because they you know a place like Hershey Park needs to make the business. But at no point did I even get a, a queasy feeling like, ooh, this is weird in a pandemic. They totally handled everything well. Was it normal? Absolutely not. But to be able to take a trip like that for a couple of days where you know you really haven't been able to experience anything like that, it, it made me feel pretty good and gave me a little hope, i got to be honest. Mm. Well, that's good to know. Yeah, I mean, I see the fans of these stadiums, and we have not heard any horror stories about it. I mean, I guess testing, we'd have to kind of wait to see if there's, right. a, there's been any outbreaks. But, yeah, it's good to see. I'm glad that, uh, that we're able to do some stuff like that at half capacity, quarter capacity, because that's, that's good. That's important. So that's good to hear. All right, that is side A. You got A, B coming up on side B? A, B on side B. And also, D.A., our first uh, swing and a miss coming up. Yes. we got five headlines I want to get through and see whether Bogus liked them or hated them. I can tell you I have a little bit of both mixed in, so I'm excited to get into that, and plus other madness from the D.A. show of Bogus next. I'm glad that you're debuting this, and i got to say, now you're in my head. Now when I'm writing the headlines this week, I've been <laughs> thinking about swing and a miss. I, I will say this, not to give a teaser, you had a better week, and I almost feel bad that I said it, because it was easier to find hits than it was misses this week. I know, I because now if I had a miss, I'm like, you know what, mm, I, I can't use that, it might be, it might be a <laughs> miss. We, we can't and have that. Last night, I forget what story it was that we were doing today, and I was like, I really spent 20 minutes thinking of the headline. And I'm trying to have a conversation with the Bourbon Bell, and all I'm thinking in my mind is, what's the pun I can use here? What is going to work? Because I don't want to just throw up a layup that gets crushed by Mraz and Bogues. So swing and a miss. My only question is, the name of the segment is swing and a miss, which suggests that I'm missing on all of them. It should be like swing, like hit or miss. Hit or miss. Okay, well, luckily we don't have any imaging here from Doug, <laughs> so we can certainly workshop the name. Uh, there's plenty, there's plenty we could do here. You know, swing and a miss sounds like they're all misses. Right, right. <laughs> Good point. You know, this is this is why we need to have these meetings, of course. Uh, may keep it or dump it. I don't, I don't know. Uh, we no, but I kind of like that you you found a, <laughs> a phrase, maybe swing or a miss. Hmm. Because if it's good, is it a swing? What if it's good? What is it called? I thought I thought the good was the swing that you were taking a swing, and the bad was it was a miss. Okay, so maybe it's swing or a miss. Swing or a miss. Now I'm doubting everything I put into this segment. <laughs> the whole segment was a miss. All right, well let's hear it. Here we go. I'm excited about hearing this. Side B, swing or a miss. Next. Gentlemen, it is Side B of the PGP. This is Mraz, host of Side B of the PGP, joined by my esteemed colleague, Andrew, the bogeyman. Bogus, bogus. Hello. How are you? Um, I'm, I'm doing well, Sean. Second straight week, I'm overwhelmed by your Wild Wild West intro. Hopefully by next week, um, I'll be used to it. You know, I figured out what my Wild West intro was, and it, it is going to be, and I, it's just sort of indirect, but if I go forward with this, it is a hat tip to Mothership at the Movies. A trivia question for you. Who in Mothership at the Movies is that a hat tip to? Hmm. A Wild Wild West open Mothership at the Movies. It probably would be Ed as well. Ed. No, it is not Ed. Oh, okay. Why, Thought that why Ed was would always guess, the answer. 
No, no, no. Close. <laughs> it would be Eddie and Wild Bill, the owner of the Knicks, uh, who wants them to relocate to St. Louis. Of course. How did <laughs> Which, you again, do? Might be the most improbable thing in a long list of improbable things that we dissected was the New York Knicks being sold and moved to St. Louis. I mean, there there literally might be a better chance of an actual orangutan playing third base in minor league baseball than the Knicks being sold and moved to St. Louis. <laughs> Boy, Mothership at the movies. Do you miss it? Do you miss Mothership at the movies at all? I, I miss Mothership at the movies I from a nerdy, like, logistical standpoint. I like not having to find myself two hours to watch a movie every week because right. that's kind of hard to do. Plus, I fall asleep easily, so those are battles as well. So I like having it off my calendar, but I do miss reliving some of these movies that I watched growing up yeah. that I hadn't seen in for so long. So I'm the same as you. I thought about Mothership at the movies the other day because – it is obviously a very busy time at sports radio, which we want. We want busy times. Football season engulfs all of us. Sundays, college football Saturdays. You get the Monday nights to Thursday nights. Now you throw in the fact that we're playing Stanley Cup games and the baseball playoffs are about to start and the NBA are in the conference finals. So there's just a lot going on. And especially in the warmer time, you know, if I'm trying to enjoy being outside. But now that it got a little colder, as DA and I were just touching on side A, there have been moments over the last week, I would say, where I found myself, you know, whether Taylor was playing in a player or whatever, you know, an hour and a half on the couch, and I just can't find anything on in the afternoon. It's not really pool time anymore to be outside. Mm. And I, I said to myself, damn, you know what I could go for right now? A really bad sports movie to dissect. And the problem is, like you said, I don't want to say that, and then, you know, all of a sudden we're really busy, and I don't have time to watch it, and I, you know, I've pigeonholed myself into it, but there. Yeah, there's a void there. We created such a void that not that we need to do it and not that I would ultimately always have time every week to do it, but there are definitely moments on the couch where I go, ah, I really could go for any given Sunday right now or something like that and break out the notepad and break it all down. Yeah, and you know what? To, to be honest, and I, and I, you know, DA said this more than once on the air, and it was his reasoning for, you know, for the segment ending that there are so many things going on now, but as crazy busy as it's been for the last you know couple of weeks, if not months, once we get done with baseball and hockey and basketball, we're only going to have football for a couple of months. Right. So, like, th- there's always stuff to discuss between the NFL and college, and hopefully they continue to play. Everybody is he- healthy and safe and happy, and, and we can get to their finish lines. But the NBA and the NHL have no idea, Sean, when they're going to start next season. And obviously, once baseball's done, it's a long way to February. So there might be another window where we need to not just fill time, but where we have the ability to go back to the, the things that are still on our list there and watch more movies because we're going to get unbusy kind of quickly here soon. You know, Mothership at the Movies, I think, when, when all is said and done, and hopefully we've all made out of this okay, and we can be one happy DA show family again, together again, I think Mothership at the Movies is the thing I'm going to look back on and go, that was that was born out of it. It was born in the dark. It was raised in it. And uh, that is something that, you know, maybe sticks forever. So I have missed Mothership at the Movies. Now, we did tease it just a little while ago on Side A. I have very few ideas, producer of the show, very few successful ideas, 
But, I, you know, look, Mothership of the Movies, we haven't had a chance to do the breakdowns anymore in Side B, so there is a little bit of a void there, right? I mean, how many times can he make fun of Pete and his realtor? I mean, there's only so many... So many but, ways. I mean, really, that's that's a whole other... That deserves its own podcast. I mean, just think about this guy has whatever word you want to use for it. To me, it might be a negative word, that he wouldn't buy a house that could have been perfect for him and his family because the realtor was a little bit mean. Like, you could, you should push past that and get the house. Like, turning down a really good house out of spite to me is not the best of decisions, but Pete was very proud of his trash and his stance on Tuesday. He was. He was, and I, I would question whether he just needs to take a deep breath and calm down, but we all know that. But hey, I guess you know what? Inevitably, I didn't mean to, but we just checked the talking about Pete quota here on Side B of the Peach. Yeah, so we're done. Moving on. All right. So now uh, we workshop the name a little bit. I think we are going with Swing or a Miss as we break down. If you watch the show on Twitch, go to Twitch every morning, search CBS Sports Radio. We are there. WatchDA.com as well. That is where Andrew Kaplan thrives. And if you listen to the podcast as well, you'll notice that the titles of the podcast of each hour have certain headlines to them. And those are the same headlines the DA creates every morning during this pandemic where we've been from home as as kind of, you know, what labels each segment. And that is the TV graphic on Twitch and on Watch DA. The problem is, pre-pandemic, we would always workshop these ideas together and we would have maybe four ideas per segment and we would kind of get to somewhere where we had the best one. Or maybe it would only be one, but somebody else shouted it out. It could be Pete the Body, could be Cap, could be myself, could be DA, etc. DA has taken this all on himself now. And the days he was out, those Thursday, Friday wraparounds, I would do so as well. The problem is, DA has nobody to check him. Sometimes he's hitting home runs, some days he's struggling. <laughs> So here it is, bogus swing or a miss. I'm going to start here, and you don't have to agree with me by any means. If you hate him, if you love him, you can go with it. I got one swing here for me, which I think it connected on, and that is after the Falcons collapse versus the Dallas Cowboys, and maybe he's playing at my heartstrings here. He gives us dirty turds. Now, <laughs> obviously I love this for multiple reasons. Dirty birds yeah. is something you always lean on with the Falcons. I'm a sucker for, you know, any for kind of... on the floor. Oh, and that's chocolate. Never mind. Right. Flatulent talk is something I strive for, something I love. So if you give me a Dirty Turds, this is a playoff of Dirty Birds, I found this truthfully to be the best one all week. Your thoughts? Uh, that is That is definitely number one in the power rankings because it perfectly like encapsulates the entire thing. It plays off Dirty Birds, and they looked like you-know-what on Sunday in a completely inexcusable loss, which somehow isn't their most inexcusable loss in Dan Quinn's tenure. Um, so, yeah, Dirty dirty Turds is a home run, no doubt. Went down to his knees swinging at that pitch. Okay, so now we only go downhill from here, I think, but I'm still mm. going to give you a couple goods in my book. And, again, if you don't think they're good, bogus, by all means – I think D.A. on a back-of-the-back and a belly-to-belly, as John Sterling would say, hit a couple ones here when playing with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, all right? Last week, after the big story about Bruce Arians bashing Brady, he gave us Buck Hunter, but spelled B-U-C. I like that because I think we struggled with the Milwaukee Bucks to keep playing that card but knowing that we're doing two different types of bucks here and spelling it the buccaneer way i liked buck hunter i thought that was an excellent job by da 
Yep, that one's fine too. Creative, makes sense. That one, that one's good. Went down to his knees, swinging at that pitch. All right, number three. Number three, the last good one for me of the week, also off the Tampa Bay Bucks. They win on Sunday versus the Carolina Panthers. He gives us pirate payback. Now, I like a little alliteration. Alliteration is when bogus you have some of the same sounds of the being like pirate and pay. But I yeah. think a lot of people like me forget that a Buccaneer is also a pirate. So by going pirate payback, you open it. Oh, I'm intrigued. What pirates? Oh, the Buccaneers are pirates. I liked pirate payback for a little redemption and winning their week two game. Okay, alliteration's good. Um, I don't need to be reminded about pirate Buccaneer. I got that one right away, so that's not really a plus for me. Huh. My question about this would be. What's the what's the payback? Who are they paying back? Because they lost week one, and they're yeah. paying back their their critics for by winning in week two. Huh. Okay, fine. That's fine. Okay. So you think it's a little reach to go payback because there's nobody they're really paying back yet? Yeah, ex- right. I don't. I didn't think that was a revenge win by the Buccaneers on Sunday over the Panthers. Went down to his knees, swinging at that pitch. All right, so I, I found it to be a swing, bogish, a little iffy on it. It's now we're going to get to the swing. You didn't go around. You didn't go around. I'm going to give you two misses here as we get play the game, swing or a miss here on side B. The first miss comes to us from Tuesday morning show in talking about Doug Peterson talking about Carson Wentz. DA, a big theme on Tuesday show was the music, right? Complaining about the Ozzy Osbourne crazy train and all mm. that. He gives us, on Doug Peterson's bashing of Carson Wentz, or questioning, do the Dougie. Now, if there's anything less cool music-wise in the last 10 years, it was probably the Dougie. Teach me how to Dougie. Do 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 the Dougie. And D.A. showed so how out of touch he was with music by that's what he came up with. There's a million. I mean, he's giving you dirty turds for the Falcons. You come up with a ton of bird puns. He gives you a do the Dougie for Doug Peterson? Well, but see, this is I'm, – I'm with you on a miss here, but maybe, again, less so another check swing. Here's me playing the middle one more time. Like, I don't, I don't mind this, but it does connect to what I thought was the oddity of DA's argument during Tuesday's show about the stadium music is he kept saying, like, I there has to be a better song. I just don't know it. There has to be a better song, but maybe there isn't a better song. And that's why they keep playing them in the stadium. But now here he is playing the hits on his own end. So I might want a little more consistency from DA where if he's going to ask us in stadiums to pull forward with our musical references, get into the present, then maybe he needs to do that as well with his musical titles for the for the show segments. I think that's a fair assessment, Bogus. Teach DA had a Dougie. Late, late swing by (laughs) Hamilton as he strikes out. Now, finally, I think this was the miss of the week, and maybe we'll always label the last one with either the hit of the week or the miss of the swing of the week, the miss of the week. The miss of the week, I think, came to us on Monday morning, where, frankly, I found DA to be a little lazy. I I think possibly a little tired from a long day of football Sunday. We've done a ton of talk about the Houston Texans, whether it's Bill O'Brien being terrible, questioning Deshaun Watson, everything that goes with it. And they laid an egg versus Baltimore. He gives you, after a blowout loss to the Ravens, Texans basically, he's telling you the season's over if they lose to the Steelers is going to be his conversation. But the headline for Watch DA, Houston the horrible? Huh? Yeah. That doesn't mean huh? that, mean, that means nothing. That's not a play on words. That's not alliteration. 
There is no Houston, the horrible. That's that was one that you were worried for so long going towards the the playoffs, basketball in the NHL. Like right. if you if if you get down three one, teams are gonna just bail and go home because they're gonna hate the bubble. That's what Da did here. He had done other good work leading up to that. You know, putting the rest of that show together. He's like, I got one more. Nope. You know what? I I tapping out. I don't have the energy for one more good one. Houston, the horrible. Let's let's go with that one. Late late swing by <laughs> Hamilton as he strikes out. Yeah, I mean, you could have played off Bill O'Brien's butt chin. You could have done a Bill pun. You could have done something on a Lone Star, on the Texans. Mm. I can't have a Houston, the horrible. So, again, he tried to go alliteration there. Just go with horrible Houston. What does Houston v. horrible mean? It's kind of like 21st night September. You know, it's it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> and for, for to have such a week like that and to know I was going to be coming after him with a swing or a miss, to have Houston, the horrible. That is a horrible headline for DA and and the highlight of the week, frankly, on the Twitch stream. Have you noticed, too, by the way, in addition to those the, the catchy headlines, the catchy titles, there's also like what I'm going to talk about or there's like a question attached right. to them. And I feel like more than usual, they've been very extreme. It's like, is Drew Brees dying? Can the Raiders win the Super Bowl? Like, it's not just like. That was a pretty good game, huh? It's like, are they the worst Eagles team ever? Is that the worst loss? The you know the, the Ravens win is the greatest ever. There's been a lot of evers and like historical declarations in these questions. And usually he's more, I thought, even keeled. But we're making guys champions or the worst people ever. They should be fired. They should get a, a lifetime extension. We're all over the place, but in the extreme corners of conversations now. Interesting. That's, I'm going to have to be more on a lookout. I've been focusing on headlines. I guess you're right. Maybe DA is an extremist. Listeners, if you're listening on right now on the podcast and you want to get involved, check out the show every morning on Twitch. Twitch at CBS Sports Radio. Check it out there. Twitch TV slash CBS Sports Radio. WatchDA.com. Or just go check out the podcast on Radio.com. If you have a thought on a headline that was a swing or a miss. Now, DA had some good ones, had some bad ones. Nominate them here throughout the next week. We will get into it as this segment kind of evolves, and maybe we get some imaging involved, something like that. But it has been side B of the pot PGP. Bogus, you could follow yourself on Twitter. I, I already do, at Andrew Bogus. You could follow me on Twitter, at CBS. Have a great week, everyone. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. 